And we welcome you to the Thursday morning show on WGTD. I'm Gregory Berg. I am really pleased that on today's morning show, we can celebrate 50 years of great work from Kafasi, the Kenosha Area Family and Aging Services. And they do so much in the community of Kenosha. It is extraordinary and actually, in a sense, beyond calculation in terms of the kind of difference that they make in the lives of so many people. 16 different services uh, offered to the elderly and to families in our community and uh, implemented through the tireless work of 600 volunteers. We're here not only to talk about 50 years of the Kenosha Area Family and Aging Services, but also to talk about a huge fundraising event that they have coming up on the 3rd of May called Spirits of Spring, which is going to be happening at one of the most exciting new locations in uh, in downtown Kenosha, the Stella. And we'll get to that in a little bit and talk about some of what's going to be happening on that exciting night. But I'm very happy to welcome to our uh, studios today Katie Otsval, who is executive director of Kafasi, and Carrie Connolly, who is a member of the board of directors and a past president of the board. So he's given a lot of time and energy and passion uh, to this agency and to the good work which they do. And uh, Katie Otsval, Carrie Connolly, we welcome both of you to the morning show. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Great to have you here. Nice to and be here. It, uh, it, uh, it feels wonderful to be uh, sort of elevating for the community the, the good work that is done by Kenosha Area Family and Aging Services. Uh, Katie, how long have you been executive director? Uh, I am in my sixth year with the organization. Oh, well, then you know it all by now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm learning every day, um, but uh, it is a solid organization that's been doing so much good work in our community for the past 50 years, and it's my honor to... Uh, be alongside of our professional staff and 650 volunteers. Wow. I suppose that it has a lot to do with whether or not you accept a position like executive director when you know that you are stepping into an organization that has uh, a sterling reputation and really a long, impressive history. Uh, what did you know about Kafasi before you came aboard as executive director? Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Um, it, uh, it was really an honor to be be able to take over uh, when longtime executive director Gary Brown retired after 20 years. And prior to him, um, there had been some great leaders in place. So I knew the organization um, was incredibly solid, had a ton of long-term staff. And again, um, I think the fact that volunteers are willing to give their time and energy is the greatest testament of all to our services. Absolutely. How about you, Carrie Connolly? Tell us about your involvement with Kafasi and uh, when did it begin? I suspect yeah. it's been longer than six years. Yes. Well, I started about seven or eight years ago, I believe, as a board member. Um, a friend of mine uh, who's no longer in the community asked me to be on the board, and I started working with, uh, at the time, uh, Gary Brown and uh, just participating in some of the programs. I actually started driving for a while as a volunteer in transportation and also helping my wife who also drives as a volunteer transportation driver and she also does Meals on Wheels so this past year she had some uh, knee surgery so I had to help her with her meals so um, I, I enjoy doing the Meals on Wheels and I enjoy doing the transportation when I can so anyways that's uh, as a board member uh, it's been exciting because we've seen a lot of changes with our board 
We've had some turnover in our board, but as of late, it's been pretty stable. Um, I was past president uh, last year and got to little, know a little bit more about the organization, especially the financial end of it. Um, but for the most part, uh, just participating and trying to do fundraising and promoting the organization has been a joy to me. Yeah. And it's filled up my days. Very good. <laughs> Sometimes more than I need to. But <laughs> well, it's how great when someone's day can be filled up with something that's good. Yes, I mean, and yes. Good for you all and worth, good for the community. It's all right. worthwhile. Absolutely. Uh, Katie Otsval, <clears throat> explain kind of how Kafasi operates and under what auspices. Uh, oh it's goodness. the kind of thing where, I mean, when somebody kind of hears about an agency, uh, people kind of wonder, how do you exist? Are you your own freestanding nonprofit or are you somehow uh, affiliated with city government or county government? Explain how Kafasi sort of functions on that kind of basic level. Absolutely. Um, I always say if we had, you know, a dollar for every time somebody walked into uh, the doors of our building and was looking for um, entities that are more aligned with county government, we would never have to fundraise again. But then what fun would that be? We'd miss out on things like uh, Spirits of Spring. Uh, but but really, we are an independent non-for-profit uh, that um, contracts in, in many capacities with Kenosha County. In many ways, we're a conduit um, for mm. a lot of county services. And so um, with that being said, you can see where um, people and consumers looking for services um, may get those lines crossed. But um, we, we welcome the opportunity to give the referrals or, or walk people through the process. Um, with 16 different programs, we really are a place where um, at many of life's different transitions, we can assist families um, from prenatal supportive services uh, through family supportive services, um, things as simple as, you know, well, not so simple, but, um, you know, the hectic hecticness of a morning routine. And, you know, if that family is habitually late and that's not good for a child within the school structure, um, our staff can go in there and, and assist with building better, stronger family routines. Um, and, and those are the fun things that we get to do um, and, and see those successes. And then we, we deal with more serious issues on the family service side. So for families where there's uh, allegations of abuse or neglect and, and going in and making sure that the children can remain within their family unit, but in a very safe uh, environment, our staff can be in there multiple times a day, um, ensuring that that, that happens. Um, then on the aging side of things, uh, we, we transition what we call a lot of times like the sandwich generation. So uh, I always refer to myself in this category. You know, I have uh, children at home, but then I have parents or grandparents who are getting older, um, aunts and uncles, neighbors who um, I like to lend support to as well. So that's pulling me really on both sides. Um, and oftentimes you can feel very sandwiched in the middle of that. So Kafasi is there. Um, for, for people who find themselves in that situation as well. And then as we move on the aging spectrum, um, we have services that many people know, like Meals on Wheels. That's always a fun one, very popular national recognition. Um, but along with that, we have, uh, as Carrie said, volunteer transportation services so that people can get to doctor's appointments, hair appointments, the grocery store. Um, our mission is really to keep people independent in their homes um, and vital members of the community. So we we are the organization in Kenosha where from start to finish, you can find support at any level. How unique is Kafasi? I mean, generally speaking, 
do communities the size of Kenosha have something like that with so much under one umbrella, or is this a relatively uncommon model? Um, you know, I guess uh, there's there's info on both sides of that coin. Um, Kenosha really being that um, small to medium-sized community, um, it, it is unique that, that we are so lucky to have an organization like Kafasi where everything is really like that one-stop shop, mm. um, even if it's just uh, for referral or for services. Um, but then as you look at bigger communities, um, immediately as you were asking that question, um, Philadelphia comes to mind. There's a an organization there that that operates under the very same model like Kafasi does, but now that's that's a city of of millions. Mm. Um, so we've taken that big city model that we know works and scaled it down to our community that, um, in many ways, you know, still has a small town feel. But we are we are serving more people than ever. Last year alone, Kafasi served over ten thousand people. Wow. Uh, and then that ripple effect that that has in supporting families and neighborhoods. Um, so we like to have the greatest impact as possible, but still delivering in a way that's very Kenosha. Hmm. I like that. Uh, before we talk about this uh, amazing group of volunteers, more than 600, we'll turn to Kerry for that because he is a former and present volunteer. Uh, Katie, I want to ask you about the professional staff that you mentioned. Tell us more about that, the kind of professionals that we are talking about the kind of training that they receive and how indispensable they are in in what Kafasi does. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is this is always a joy to be able to talk about our staff. We have 65 staff uh, who every day are out on the front lines and in the trenches, as we like to say, doing doing this most important work. Um, they are trained social workers. They are trained uh, human service professionals. They go through annual training to make sure that they know um, the best of the best about protective factors within the home, around keeping um, our loved ones safe, around um, the best ways to provide support um, in that community-based setting. So much of our work happens uh, in people's homes. It doesn't, people don't come to us in our building. We're going to them um, and serving them where they're, where it's most needed. Um, and so uh, they, they are trained, uh, but I think the most um, exciting part of that is that they do it all with the deepest and utmost respect and caring for our community. Mm-hmm. For those of you just joining us, we are celebrating today Kafasi, Kenosha Area Family and Aging Services. They offer a, a dizzying array of 16 different services to the elderly and to families in, in, our, in our community, and it's much more than just Meals on Wheels, which is, of course, one of the best known of the services which they provide. We have in our studios today Katie Otsval, who is Executive Director of Kafasi, and also with us Carrie Connolly, who is a member of the board of directors and a past president of the board for uh, for Kenosha Area Family and Aging Services? Carrie Conley, you were saying that uh, you have been uh, a volunteer for quite some time, even ahead oh. of becoming part of the board. Uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, small army of volunteers that are such <laughs> a, an important part of Kafasi. Well, um, I actually have a short stint at transportation. Uh, my car that I, I own isn't the best for transporting elderly people, so I had to kind of back off at it 
<laughs> until I get a better car. But <laughs> um, um, most of our services, like Katie mentioned, are, are offered to people in their own home. And it was surprising to me when I started and surprising to my wife as well that there are a number of people who just elderly people that just cannot get out and don't have any means of transportation. Uh, it was... Uh, uh, these uh, people are sometimes in the 80s and 90s. Sometimes they're disabled and they're younger, uh, but they have no access to transportation. And um, so they need to get to doctor appointments, hair appointments, um, shopping, and they're in their home alone. So uh, that's that was surprising to me. And there's a number of uh, volunteers. In fact, we just had our volunteer breakfast where I think we had about, it was a, excuse me, a volunteer uh, appreciation breakfast where you had about 250 of our volunteers show up. Wow. Uh, good people from all over the county, mm. uh, just helping out whenever they can. S- some do it a- on a regular basis, some do it on an occasional basis, but for the most part, uh, all good-hearted people, mm. just trying to help out their neighbors. And many of these people, uh, the elderly, don't have children in the area that can help them. Or their children may have moved away or they don't have children, mm. but they... Uh, our members of the community none the same, and they uh, need to participate in a lot of different uh, areas that they would never be able to get to unless they had transportation right. it's or really, a meal. Sure. It's really sad <clears throat> to think about someone living such a constricted life mm-hmm. because of something right. like not being able right. to have transportation to right. whatever yeah. it is yeah. that they might want to do or need to do. Right. Katie Otsval, can you help us understand how somebody that – Carrie has just described, somebody in their home with no means of transportation. How do they find you? Typically, how is the connection made between people who need your services and CAFASI? Sure. Uh, Well, word of mouth is one of our best referral sources. So uh, maybe your neighbor or or another friend uh, has used services in the past or is aware of somebody else who has and and can share that information. Um, Another uh, main referral source for us is the Aging and Disability Resource Center. So that is a county entity um, which... um, takes takes the initial calls that a lot of people will make, mm. um, not really even knowing where to start oftentimes. They just know they need help and support. Um, and so that initial phone call can be scary, but they get a warm and welcoming person <laughs> on the line. Uh, and oftentimes then they're, they're given our contact information and we can set them up with a variety of services um, from transportation to meals, uh, to maybe even just volunteer opportunities for themselves. We have um, ways in which people can um, improve their own health and well-being by volunteering. Uh, and then for those that um, carry more reference who really are homebound or isolated um, and in need of that companionship, we have programs like Friendly Visitor or Senior Center Without Walls um, where they can call in or be matched with somebody who can come into their home um, or make that friendly phone call so that nobody in our community has to be alone or isolated. Um, so we have a lot of tiers of service depending on what what the person's needs are. Um, we're really excited that we've recently gotten into that that um, work around the human-animal bond. Uh, so our Meals on Wheels program now has an animals component for people who have uh, a dog or a cat. We don't do exotic pets, um, but for but for those who have a dog or a cat uh, in the home and and 
Um, maybe have some financial needs around that. Um, once a month, we have now a volunteer group who collects and delivers pet food to those oh. folks. Um, uh, likewise, uh, through our Friendly Visitor Program, we have a couple of now certified pets that we can bring into the home for people. Um, not only does that help break down some barriers for people, again, sometimes um, our hearts are in the right place, but it's really nerve-wracking to you know, your mind gets racing. How will this volunteer opportunity go? What will I say? What will we talk mm. about? Um, so having that furry friend there can help everybody have, you know, something fun and cute and break down some of those barriers. Um, not to mention just, you know, medically, somebody's blood pressure uh, automatically reduces the moment they lay their hands on that fur. Mm. Um, so so we try and incorporate all these things that we know um, are for the betterment of, of well-being. Mm. Help us understand the difference between uh, the work that your professional staff members do and the work that the volunteers do. Uh, I mean, I think some of it's pretty obvious. You don't have professional staff driving for Meals on Wheels, I'm guessing. <laughs> um, well, some days we do. <laughs> I suppose. But I mean, but otherwise, more typically, how does that break down? What are the kinds of things that your staff are doing versus what volunteers are doing? And, and, and in some cases, uh, do you have to kind of make certain decisions about a given situation, maybe it's severity uh, or the nature of what needs to be done and whether or not this is something that needs to be handled by professional staff versus by volunteers, which is, by the way, not to imply that your volunteers can't be tremendously capable and skilled and experienced. Nevertheless, uh, just the fact that they are volunteers versus professional staff, probably right then and there, certain duties or responsibilities need to be delineated differently. Absolutely. Um, our program staff, our, our professionals in the office really are the, the core of program management, if you will. Um, they are making uh, the tough calls, but they're also um, rallying and aligning our volunteers, making sure that they have um, the best and most recent training and tools that they need. Um, but our staff are always that connection back in the office. Um, I'll share that, um, you know, we, we often talk about one of one of the benefits of any CAFASI program because we are in people's homes and we're working um, in many cases with the entire family structure. Mm. Um, is that we have eyes on the client, uh, if you will, meaning that, um, you know, because of daily visits and daily touches, um, we know um, how that person talks and communicates and dresses and welcomes people into their home. And, and when something just isn't right, our volunteers are trained to communicate that back with the office. That's their only duty. Mm. Uh, and then our professional staff take over from there. Uh, oftentimes, we're using emergency contacts and putting it back on the family or support system um, to get to get into that situation and report back. And sometimes we're immediately sending um, medical professionals or emergency services. Um, oftentimes, um, we get to share uh, stories of how our volunteers are that first touch um, to making sure that somebody, um, unfortunately, is still maybe suffering a stroke, but it's not going to become life-threatening or life-impairing because of that volunteer touch and the work of CAFASI. We're able to catch that early um, and mobilize and get services to that person. Wow. So yep. um, our volunteers, yeah, provide eyes on the client, but then are communicating that information back to our professional staff who are trained to deal with those situations. That's something that never th dawned on me, that, mm -hmm. that that would be a component of the work of the volunteers. Mm -hmm. Sure.
sure. If the uh, volunteer, uh, especially in the Meals on Wheels, if they show up at the door to deliver the meal and there's no answer at the door, the volunteers require them to contact Kafasi's office so they can check with the family member to find out why so-and-so is not answering the door. There might be a medical emergency or it, maybe they just forgot. Maybe they're at the doctor uh, or something else happened to them. So uh, there's someone going in there and checking on them, uh, even if they're not uh, doing uh, everything they can for the person, but they're at least showing up and they're going to deliver the meal. And if the door's not answered, they're going to contact somebody. Wow. So there may be an emergency involved. So that's often uh, the volunteer who knows that before anybody else right. does. That is so the important. The volunteer may be the first one to discover it. Wow. By the way, while we're talking about Meals on Wheels, uh, where does the food come from? Where does it get prepared? And uh, is your only responsibility, the, the, uh, not, the, not to minimize the importance of it, but is, is your responsibility limited to taking the food and distributing it? Uh, we work with three different caterers, mm. uh, two here in Kenosha and, and one out of the area. Um, but that's that's because we have such great volume. Uh, we're delivering throughout Kenosha County. So I like to say from the shores of Lake Michigan out to Twin Lakes, mm. um, we're covering a lot of square miles. And, and so that food um, needs to be hot and safe and meeting RDA requirements. And that's how we can best serve um, all of Kenosha County. And then from there, uh, the kitchens prepare the meals, uh, oftentimes meeting special dietary requirements um, of a client. And then mm -hmm. our volunteers pick up from different uh, sites, if you will. Mm -hmm. And uh, then every route, uh, every Meals on Wheels route has about 10 meals uh, included in it. So it takes, takes a volunteer about an hour, maybe an hour and a half if they get chatting, uh, which <laughs> oftentimes happens. Uh, but um, we have over 30 routes that go out every day. So, so 300 meals go out through Meals on Wheels uh, in Kenosha County every, every day. Um, and, and it is a vital life-saving service to mm -hmm. so many. Wow. Both hot meals and cold meals, by the way. So. Mm -hmm. Very good. And I had not really stopped to think about the logistical challenge of getting Meals on Wheels to anybody within the, the borders of Kenosha County. Uh, you have the volunteers necessary to get that done? We do. We are always looking to add to our family, to our volunteer pool, because um, our, the average age of our volunteer is 70. Uh, so, so oftentimes those people are at the next uh, stage of life, which we, we hope is, you know, a lot of travel and spending time um, doing all the things that they've hoped to do in retirement. But then the reality of it is sometimes that often comes with medical challenges um, that can't be predicted. And so when, the larger our volunteer pool, um, the more services we can provide and the better we can serve Kenosha County. Um, really exciting work that's been happening lately is um, aligning business teams with mm. volunteer opportunities. So um, we have a team from Chase Bank, a team from Ardent Mills that's actually taken on uh, two routes, and, and there's others um, who, who have realized the value um, and the productivity it adds within their walls of their business to be able to allow their staff to have these really rewarding opportunities throughout the work day. Wonderful. 
For those of you just joining us, we're talking about CAFASI, the Kenosha Area Family and Aging Services, and all that they have provided to uh, the citizens of Kenosha County for 50 years. And uh, we'll be talking in just a couple of minutes about a, a huge fundraising event that they have coming up on the 3rd of May called Spirits of, of Spring. Katie, I wanted to ask you about a couple of specific uh, services that are that fall under the uh, auspices of family services. And uh, there are a couple of things that are really interesting here that just at a glance, uh, people might not necessarily understand. Uh, for instance, one of the services you provide is something called uh, family preservation. Can you just uh, give a short summary of, of what that service is all about? Absolutely. Uh, family preservation is an incredibly intensive uh, service for families, um, but doing exactly what the name says. Um, our, our number one goal through family preservation is to keep children safe from abuse mm. and neglect. Um, but that secondary part, and really where the name comes from, is to preserve that family unit. So recognizing that um, families come in all shapes, sizes, and value systems, um, honoring some of that, but then providing families with tools um, and, and support that keep kids safe. Um, our ultimate goal is to keep children within their family unit um, because while circumstances may seem dire to you or I, it is much more traumatic to remove a child or children uh, from the home in which they are accustomed to. Mm. Uh, so we do that in Kenosha County only under the most dire situations. Um, other than that, CAFASI's Family Preservation Services um, provide trained staff who go into the homes working with um, the parents or guardians um, while, while checking on the children, sometimes up to five times a day. Mm -hmm. um, you wow. know, I think the really um, inspiring part of any of our family service work is that at the core People love their children, and they want to do right by them. They just don't always have the tools or support necessary. Right. So our staff go in and provide that. Hmm. And I know towards that end, you also provide parenting classes that I'm sure in many cases uh, you hope maybe people will seek out even ahead of problems developing. And uh, you also uh, provide anger management, which, of course, is probably something very valuable, not only for parents, but lots of different people where that might be a debilitating or destructive impulse. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, you know, from, from parenting classes, I always like to say, even under the best of circumstances, parenting is probably the hardest job you will ever do. So who can't use support um, and, and learn tips and, and tricks along the way? Uh, and anger management, um, absolutely. I think everybody's found themselves in a situation at one time or another where maybe you wish you wouldn't have exploded with such emotion. <laughs> uh, and depending on on people's background and and lifestyles, for some people that can become a real a real problem uh, for them. And and so our class um, really offers some amazing uh, practical and uh, life changing strategies for folks. Very good. I also wanted to give you an opportunity to speak briefly about uh, your memory programs. So these are what I assume are mostly for the elderly who find themselves with these issues, although it's certainly something that can also befall people uh, much younger than we might ever ever expect. But can you just briefly capsulize the kind of services that CAFASI offers for somebody where this is a 
a serious cause for concern. Absolutely. Um, and to your point, I think that is that is one of the things we're learning, uh, you know, as neuroscience continues to develop is is that we're seeing more and more people with that early onset of memory issues. Um, so our programs are designed um, across that entire entire age range. Um, we've had people as young as in their 30s and mm. 50s in our programs, um, all the way through you know 80s and 90s. But uh, Kafasi is the only Kenosha County certified music and memory program. Uh, the musical part of your brain is the last part affected by the dementia disease, which is um, such a way to to um, have such powerful recall for people. Uh, so our staff are trained uh, to assist families and caregivers in um, using the Music and Memory program. Uh, then we also have uh, one of our newer programs, which is Early Memory Loss, Memory Masters. Mm -hmm. And that can be for people who just really want to be proactive with their brain health. Um, it's... it's uh, really a group of friends who get together and and do some physical exercise some creative arts and um socialization to keep their 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 brain sharp mm -hmm. um you know firing off some different synapses and mm -hmm. and really working that muscle and then we have our daybreak program which is really um you know for us um where it all started many years ago, our daybreak program is over 20 years old now, um, being that that is a respite program. So mm -hmm. for families um, who have a loved one that maybe are mid uh, stage in the dementia disease, they can bring them to Kafasi's daybreak program uh, five days a week. It offers six hours of respite a day. Their loved ones are cared for, um, again, making social connections, and we are using um, the best tools available for, for brain health and brain mm. science. Wonderful. I can't think of anything more important. Uh, I'm sure that's something that you, you're gratified to be a part of. Yes, I am. Let's talk about this big event that you have coming up, which I know you are both so excited about, on the 3rd of May at the Stella in downtown Kenosha uh, called uh, Spirits of Spring. I think it was, Carrie, you were saying that, uh, that there was actually kind of a competition going on to figure out wh how, what to name this event. Yes, so uh, the staff at Kafasi uh, came up with about 10 different names, and we were trying to find the right one, and Katie and her staff came up with Spirits of Spring. So it's... That's the name. So. Right. And Explain I, to our listeners why that name is so fitting. It's perfect. Well, it's because we're using uh, distilled spirits for this event. Um, we did not want to interfere or compete with some of the other agencies that have to do fundraising, uh, like the Boys and Girls Clubs that have uh, the beer tasting, beer and mm -hmm. cheese tasting, and some of the other ones that have wine and chocolate or wine and cheese tasting. So we came up with uh, distilled spirits, which is, is more hard liquor, uh, whiskey, brandy, vodka, uh, scotch. So uh, this is our first attempt at this. Uh, we'll see how it goes. So uh, it may be an annual event. It may be, uh, if it doesn't go over well, it may be our last <laughs> event. But we're hoping it does. And I I, we're hoping that the Stella will attract some people. And we're hoping that this will attract people who uh, may have never tasted hard liquor, may want to try. We uh, are working with a McLaren Glass Company, or it's a crystal company, to make these uh, tasting glasses for us. Mm -hmm. So each uh, person who attends the tasting will receive a, uh, a complimentary glass for tasting hard liquor. Wow. So, and I understand you're working with some local distilleries. 
Well, they're not local in Kenosha. They're uh, somewhere in the area. Uh, oh. Great Lakes Distillery out of Milwaukee. Mm. Uh, there's a uh, uh, Yahara Bay out of Fitchburg, Wisconsin, which is right outside of Madison. Uh, Journeyman Distillery, uh, which is out of uh, Three Oaks, Michigan. And the last one is Samson in Surrey. They have a, an office in Elgin, Illinois. Ah, and okay. uh, But they're a larger uh, distillery. Uh, I think they're national. So anyways, it's, uh, it's exciting to work with these companies and to see their products. And, and they come and get to show them off. And most of those products are sold in, in area stores, so, like Festival or Tenudas and mm-hmm. places like that. So right. anyways. Wonderful. Very nice. So there'll be quite an array of things that people can taste then, thanks to these four different distilleries. I think we have about at least 25 different uh, types of liquor. So uh, that's... A large, that's yeah. a large amount. So. Yeah, yeah. I trust you're going to be putting food in people's stomachs as well. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Appetizers yes. are available. Very good. Yes. Anything else that we should know about this exciting night at the Stella? Well, it's from six to nine. Um, the cost is ninety dollars a ticket. If you buy four more, it's uh, seventy-five dollars a ticket. So we're hoping to get groups of people to show up and uh, and taste. Right. And get a and good look at Stella. Right. And, and to see, see the Stella. Stella. A lot of people have not yet been there, but of course the pictures are all really, really spectacular. I've heard only mm-hmm. nothing but the, 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 the most enthusiastic reports about how beautifully right. it has been restored. So right. it seems like a perfect spot for it. Right. And a place to get tickets is by going online to kafasi.org or contacting Kafasi by phone. Or if you know a board member, contacting them and getting some tickets. Very good. Before we let you go, uh, Katie Otsval, uh, what would be your uh, advice for anybody who uh, is kind of inspired by the story of Kafasi and feels like they might want to be a part of it? What should they know about what it means to be a volunteer with this organization? Well, thank you for this opportunity. Um, Our volunteers are are an elite group um, that are absolutely supported by by the most caring uh, professional staff in our county. So being a CAFASI uh, volunteer means that uh, you help us uh, take what we um, are able to contract and and earn through fundraising events, which is typically about $3 million a year. Mm. And through the efforts of of our volunteers, we turn that into over $4 million of services to Mm. our community. Um, So I always say there's no better way to invest a dollar because that CAFASI, it immediately becomes worth a dollar and 30 cents. So so you're getting that amazing return if you're a dollar and cents person, Um, not to mention um, the heartfelt rewards that go into um, every volunteer opportunity we have. So I would just encourage people, um, you know, uh, again, we recognize that uh, it can be intimidating, but um, we are fun uh, staff uh, who will support you in every way and and at least come check it out. Um, I, I find it hard to believe it wouldn't be an opportunity for you, but but at least come check it out. Um, we have so many ways in which people can get involved um, in the community. And, and again, just um, it's such a great way to do it in a fun and supportive environment alongside the largest volunteer force in Kenosha County. So mm-hmm. so if people do want to learn more, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, 
always welcome to stop into our building at 7730 Sheridan Road. We are directly across the street from the Kingfish Stadium, mm. uh, so that's an easy way to find us. Uh, we also have a website, which, as Carrie mentioned, is kafasi.org. So it's K-A-F, like family, A-S-I dot org. Uh, and then we have we have an agency phone number, which is 658-3508. Those are the three best ways to get in touch with us. Fantastic. And Carrie, I'm sure you uh, echo Katie's enthusiastic welcome for anybody who wants to be a volunteer or someone yes. who has been a volunteer yourself. You know how meaningful it is. Yes, the door is always open. And people can volunteer uh, as much or as little as they want. So that's the nice thing about this kind of volunteer opportunity. Sometimes it's you don't have to be at any particular place at any particular time. Um, you can you can manage your own time and volunteer when you can. So it's very helpful and it's helpful to people. Very so, good, yeah, and helpful to the volunteer as well. Well, we hope that a lot of people will will seriously consider the possibility if they aren't yet already yes. volunteers for Kafasi to think about uh, ways in which they can be part of this. And we do want to remind people again about this big, important fundraising event coming up on the third of May at the Stella in downtown Racine called Spirits of Downtown Kenosha. In da- what did I say? You said Racine. Oh, I'm That's sorry. Right. The Stella in downtown Kenosha. Yeah. The Stella in downtown Kenosha, and. Uh, 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 Katie Otsval, the executive director, Carrie Connolly, uh, board member, past president. Great to have both of you here on the morning show. Thank you so much, and thank you for all the good work that you do for the citizens of Kenosha. Thank you, Greg. Thank you.